Hi, everybody, and um, thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, um, which, by the way, is much, much more than just a daily report. Okay, it's, it, we believe it's really a knowledge platform <clears throat> from which uh, we do communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics um, through the daily reports, yes, but also these podcasts. And we, we do webinars and live events uh, in the future, um, uh, of course. So along with our chief strategist, Shelly Cohan, who, by the way, is also a professor at FIT and Syracuse University. We welcome you to our weekly podcast, the topic of which is Retail Leadership for Extraordinary Times. You know, the title of which <laughs> many of you may be thinking, um, well, I've heard this before. Well, you have. And along those lines, I am thrilled really thrilled to have the chairman of the World Retail Congress, Ian McGarrigal, here with us today to discuss uh, this very topic. And welcome, um, Ian, and we're very honored to have you with us. Um, retail leadership for extraordinary times has never been more important. And I believe, Ian, this is the topic for the World Retail Congress uh, coming up this year, which by the way is being held in Barcelona, Spain, April 25th through April 27th. And not a bad place to be, is it, <laughs> Ian? Not at all, not at all. It's, it's a great city. Uh, uh, it's a special city for us. It's where we launched the World Retail Congress back in 2007 oh. when the retail world was certainly a very different place but uh, yep. thank you Robin and um, thanks uh, Shelley delighted to to be here but uh, yeah you're right retail leadership for extraordinary times that's uh, our theme for this year's congress it just felt after many many weeks and months even of talking to the retail industry since last year's congress you know how could we summarize the world we're in and how retail what retail is is facing and let's be honest it's probably the most challenging times that I've seen, but that more importantly, that's what retail CEOs are telling me. They've never known yep. a time like this. So it, it just felt like that's the best way to summarize where we're at and, and what our focus is going to be for this year's Congress. Yep. And it's a big, big deal. And Ian, Shelley and I have been talking about uh, the impact of, you know, the pandemic on, on the retail environment mm -hmm. and quite frankly uh, on the world, you know, and in our last two podcasts, retooling and speeding up the transformation to the, to the new retail models, really uh, creating a new normal, which is, which is what I believe we're all in the middle of doing. Mm -hmm. And we did touch upon uh, some of the seismic shifts um, in the business process and as well as consumer behavior. There's just all kinds of major changes um, going on. So, but uh, we would really love to hear uh, your perspective, you know, maybe a bird's eye view from 30,000 feet up on the current state of retail and the consumer, and really what prompted you to uh, design uh, this year's World Retail Congress uh, based on leading for the future. Yeah, uh, sure. And and as you say, you know, retooling retail, I mean, that very much, I know, Robin, you've been writing and talking about this uh, 
for a long time and I think yeah. the pandemic came along and it it forced the whole industry I mean you're absolutely right it's it was as a pandemic global pandemic you know the retail industry uh, was impacted yep. and you know I over the last three years speaking to retailers literally around the world it's remarkable the similarity the pressures that they've uh, all been under and had to to face but I think it's also retail leadership teams have realized this is one of those moments where you they had to grasp the situation and and react to, to save their businesses as, and serve their customers so the fact that they um, uh, you know, really had to think radically and take some big decisions to move fast and we've we've stuck we've seen in sort of uh, the last uh, two to three years how retail has has risen to the challenge and 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 changed uh, because it had to but but we're now starting to see a, a new kind of retailing uh, emerge in reaction to to where we're at I mean and, and yeah we've built our theme around that overarching headline of retail leadership for extraordinary times because it's um Unfortunately, the industry is faced not with the the pandemic and no the, the 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 overhang from that. I mean, unfortunately, we've got massive geopolitical and economic pressures. We're coming up to the first anniversary of the war in Ukraine, and and the oh, yeah. the severe effects of that are impacting everywhere around the world. But but you know, focusing on retail, you know, that's caused this massive hike in inflation and. <laughs> along with the impact of the pandemic and how the world is trying to get going again but you know Ukraine has had a huge impact so just when we thought we were looking at recovery sort of this time last year it, it's led to even more challenging extraordinary times uh, for, for retail to uh, adapt to and that's kind of really where we're focused and that's what we're looking at and I'm really trying to help support the industry and in bringing together people to really address you know, how they look at the here and now in retail, um, what, what they should be doing around tackling those pressures they have no control over, like inflation, supply chain. But, you know, we're seeing retail move fast to look at that. But at the same time, the, the future is just accelerating towards us ever, ever faster. And I think that's the bit that is extraordinary uh, now uh, and why retailers talk about never knowing so many challenges because you know, uh, these tough times often means people uh, will cut budgets, stop doing things, but you really can't stop investing in the future. I mean, uh, if you do, then your competitors are just going to get ever stronger. So th there's a real, yep. almost diametrically opposed pressures that, uh, that retail is facing. Right. You know, and I think that new retail model is something that's not stagnant, which is what I really appreciate about, appreciate about what you're saying. So we have this kind of new normal but it's just continuing to evolve at a very preemptive rate. So staying ahead of the consumer has never been easy, but today yep. it's probably the most challenging it's ever been for retailers. Yeah, so one, well, you know, one of the core topics this year at the World Retail Congress is what you call resilient retail. So mm -hmm. can you tell our listeners a little bit about this and maybe provide some examples of what today's leaders really should be thinking about in terms of resiliency? Yeah, yeah, we, that, we've identified um, a number of core areas, but the, the really important one we're calling resilient retail, which basically comes out of, again, all so many conversations and retailers talked to me about how can we build resilience into our retail model to 
face up to these, you know, extraordinary conditions. You know, inflation alone, we've not seen the like of it for 40 years, 30, 40 years. There can be very, very few retail leaders in position now who faced it uh, uh, that period ago. Uh, so on, on that basis, um, you know, retailers are forced to look at, you know, how they can uh, embrace these rising costs, um, how they can keep the business moving forward. Retail is built around growth. Uh, so how can you uh, achieve and deliver that uh, growth, but at the same time, um, you know, manage the, the, the business uh, to be ever more efficient. But I think the, the other key piece is that, you know, uh, their customers, the consumers in, in many parts of the world, uh, certainly here in Europe, there's a cost of living crisis. So, you know, retailers have to think about serving and helping and supporting their customers. Uh, we've seen many examples of that from, you know, Primark, which is a hugely successful um, they don't like being called fast fashion retail, but a, but a fashion retailer, a value-driven retailer that's doing extraordinarily well in, in the US uh, now as well. But they've yep. publicly publicly pledged to keep their margins and uh, you know really tight so that they can continue to deliver uh, low, uh, great value prices to to their customers. But I think this is a point. You know, resilience. What we're seeing is retailers turning to technology and AI. And, and all these tools at their uh, at their um, fingertips that to to really help make their business more efficient. And it's uh, as I was saying to Robin earlier, this is one of those points where retailers see it as a, a sort of pivotal moment to to really uh, you know all things that have become theoretical were theoretical or uh, ideas. This is a point in time where retailers are really moving moving uh, moving rapidly. Uh, and we saw that uh, just a few weeks ago at the NRF show. Uh, Yep. Uh, in New York, uh, and, you know, a thousand exhibitors, all primarily in the technology space, you know, with an extraordinary array of uh, solutions that's, uh, that's now available to, to, to retailers to help drive and deliver that resilience, I think, uh, and, and efficiency in the business. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, things are moving so fast, it's incredible. And in many ways, technology is 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 still ahead of us i mean it's still moving faster and uh, you know being a ceo uh, in this environment and uh, you know really starting back uh, during the pandemic um has has been probably one of the most challenging periods of leadership right i mean the skill set requirements have expanded uh, exponentially i mean the the depth of talent has narrowed also. And, um, you know, so the world has become a much more complex and, and you are right, Ian, it, it is, <laughs> it is lonely at the top. I mean, I get a chance to talk to a few of these CEOs every so often and, um, you know, you can read between the lines. I mean, it's, it's tougher than ever, you know, so it begs the question, how are our leaders coping with this massive shift that's uh, now required of them. I mean, you know, you mentioned uh, many of the strategies that are required to run a business profitably, mm -hmm. um, supply chain, dealing with high inflation. And yeah. I and I will add uh, in uh, worker shortages uh, to that list. So, you know, but when, when, when I look at the CEO role, uh, you know, one of the areas that really stands out and is actually far easier said than done is uh, driving 
you know, ESG change, mm -hmm. you know, really focusing on the three pillars, you know, of the environment, yep. social and governance. You know, yeah. and those are things that really weren't around in the old world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, they were to an extent, but not the way they are today. I mean, there are just so many things out there that, that are adding uh, uh, more and more weight on these CEOs. Yeah. You know, so, and also, I mean, Ian, you know, this <clears throat> your many conversations, I'm sure companies are being put on notice by their stakeholders which includes consumers, their boards, vendors, communities, and on and on, whether it's uh, environmental initiatives uh, that you know, save the planet yep. or uh, creating more inclusive working environments <clears throat> for employees mm -hmm. and customers, you know, or corporate governance, including hot topics of shareholder activists. Mm -hmm. You know, or lastly, just plain ethical responsibility. So what's your take on this? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think everything you've listed there reinforces that uh, uh, the, the loneliness of the retail CEO because they're just under so many, uh, so many pressures. I mean, and we're, we're looking at this uh, through, we're calling it purposeful retail, but yeah. everything you've described is absolutely right. And it chimes with... Uh, what we heard at last year's World Retail Congress, and I, I, I think back to one of our key, key speakers last year was Paul Polman, the former CEO of Unilever, who now is a passionate uh, uh, advocate of ESG, particularly sustainability. But he talked a lot about, you know, if as a business you don't understand what you seek to be, what your place in the world is, what you seek to put into the world and help communities, then his view was he couldn't see as a, a future for that business and. Um, he got a standing ovation at the Congress, which, you know, given that he was, he gave the audience yeah. quite a rough, rough ride, <laughs> I thought it was interesting, but I think he absolutely has the right point. I, I hear it so many times from some, you know, really good, strong retailers who, yeah. who believe that because, uh, yeah, amongst all of the, uh, the, the challenges that the industry is facing, there, there's these existential, but really important, um, uh, issues that have to be faced around ESG, but, you know, I think sustainability, you're right, you know, uh, that there's multiple pressures led clearly by the, the environment and the climate itself. You know, there's, uh, uh, there's a limited, uh, you know, window of time here that uh, the whole world has to address that. And retail yep. does genuinely, I think, uh, feel it's in place and it's importance in, in that. But, but yeah, it's, it's also about the kind of businesses they seek to be in, in everything that they deliver. And you mentioned people i think that's hugely important i think having a sense of who you are what you stand for whether it's you know, uh, sustainability policies or social policies you know it's it's not just about the customers you attract it's about the people you want to and need to attract into the business and you know it's a huge issue we coming out of the pandemic we we all know about the great resignation and how tough it's been to recruit uh, into retail and other sectors like hospitality but but the industry also needs, you, you mentioned it uh, quite rightly, is, as retail is transforming, it needs to attract people with specific skills into the industry. So retail needs to, and is sort of, uh, you know, um, there's some real um, um, key retailers that are leading the way in, in this in terms of how they're approaching it. But the rest of the industry you know, needs to look at this and is sort of yeah. waking up to 
what they need to how they present themselves and how they operate i think the i think the old way of retaining the old command and control sort of structures it, it doesn't fit or work for today's world in, in any in any sense you know i think uh, uh, so um there's yeah so many so many challenges but the it's absolutely critical that retail and can take a leading role in this and i think what I'm excited about, because I hear more and more conversations, you know, retail thrives on innovation and new ideas and solutions. And I think I'm hearing more and more people turning their attention specifically to how do we use this, this talent pool and this uh, innovation pool to look at delivering sustainability uh, targets? How do we change yep. the way we do things? So I think um, lots of challenges, but I think it's a hugely exciting time in, in retail. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, the content that you're delivering is so powerful. And Ian, yeah. congratulations. I saw the lineup of speakers that you have. Mm -hmm. That is going to just add such rich engagement on purposeful retail. The yeah. other topic that I thought was really fascinating, of course, something I'm really interested in uh, for the World Retail Congress is the transformational retail. So, yeah. you know, we are trying, we, the industry is trying really hard to adapt and change but keeping up with technological advances has always been a challenge. Yep. And what's happening is, you know, technology is being deployed at a faster rate than the retail industry can use it in what I would say are relevant ways. So, you know, this whole hybrid shopping model that's really being driven by consumer demand of preemptive distribution and the use of technology to further both online and offline models. Well, it's just transformational. So maybe you can talk a little bit about this, where you come from, where you see the World Retail Congress at. What are your top leaders and influencers talking about? Absolutely, uh, Shelley. I mean, I think um, you know the pandemic undoubtedly accelerated change in the industry. That that's the phrase that I heard so many times. And but now where we are, um, you know, in the last few months. You know, um, we did see that massive acceleration in e-commerce for obvious reasons. You know, when at peak lockdown, how else were people going to shop? So we saw, you know, retailers arrive at a percentage of their sales online at a, at a point they would never have expected for another five years, people were talking about. So, and then we saw, you know, with the return to stores uh, in the way we have, you know, that balance has, has fallen back a bit. But I think the, the, again, the word I hear so many times from retailers is uh, omni-channel, that this is mm -hmm. now an omni-channel world in, in a way that was talked about, I don't know, was it five, six years ago when that phrase first was used? But but now I think there's a real sense that yeah. this is where we're at. You know, the, the retail now is on and offline, but consumers don't talk about, you know, seeing it that way. It's it's all retail, it's all shopping. They will shop how, where, when, and how they, they, they want. And and that's the bit I think that is transformational. It's um, you know retailers trying to grapple with and understand well how does that omni-channel model work? Uh, what does it need? Uh, I, I think uh, just because e-commerce growth rates have slipped back a, a bit, uh, for me I think it feels like it's just waiting for the next phase. So again, you know, in terms of uh, as you were saying, Shelley, like where re should retailers be looking and where should they be investing? And I think there's no doubt that. You know they are looking and should be looking at um, how e-commerce, you know, 2.0, if I can call it that, sort of what that will look like, what it means. Um, you know, I think social commerce is 
growing exponentially, live streaming, which hasn't quite made the cut through that it has in uh, in China, but but probably will, and short form sort of video uh, content on social media platforms. That's that is already yeah. sort of uh, uh, really booming. But it's um, how does that work seamlessly and frictionless uh, frictionlessly for consumers? So it's. Uh, that magic point where technology isn't leading the way, but it's 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 at the right point that that really helps helps the consumer. But I think uh, you know for so many uh, established, long-established retailers, you know the, the the simple fact is you know IT systems and platforms, you know it's uh, it's a jigsaw of, uh, of of systems that's you know that uh, has to be tackled, and it's you know it's it's not going to come cheap, is it? So um, and you know change is never easy, but I think we're at that. So at that point of realization that retailers are, are are looking at and so many retailers say about the world retail congress program if, if we could help you know give them the vision for what we will look like in two to three years you know which i'm not sure anyone has that <laughs> that magic uh, sort of crystal ball but it, it, it's something that that just shows you i think where where we're at everyone is really focused on that, that near-term future because that's you know, going back to the CEOs making big, tough calls and decisions. That's that's, I think, where we're at. It's like, what's that direction of travel? You know, because trends and issues change so fast, don't they? I mean, yep. six months ago, pure play retailers were the uh, the leading cutting edge of retail, and no one was interested in anything store based. That's flipped around in, yeah, six months almost. It seems, you know, uh, so it's it's incredible. But you just know that it's. The future is a mix and a blending of that on and offline uh, worlds. Well, you know, and you hit the nail on the head when you uh, said that, um, you know, the the consumer doesn't know the word omnichannel. The consumer doesn't no, know about IT. Consumer doesn't know anything about the complexity of the retail business. Uh, the only thing they know is they've got more power than any consumers before them. And they, in fact, whether they know it or not, are really driving the business. They, in fact, today are the point of sale. It's, 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 it is wherever they are, whenever they want it, how they want it, and over and over and over. And this is the enormous complexity that our retailers and brands are faced with. I mean, to be able to uh, engage with that consumer wherever they are, whenever they want it. So, you know, we, we started with, with the consumer. So let's end kind of talking about the consumers as well. I mean, we know that the retailers that will succeed long-term are those that really and truly put the customer, the consumer at the center of all decisions, of all decisions that lead to adding value and increasing benefits for the consumer. Most retailers and brands will talk the talk and you they've talked the talk to you, Ian, they've talked the talk to me and Shelly. However, way too few of them are really walking the walk. And that's why they need uh, events like the World Retail Congress to, to get some education and to learn from the ones who are really making it happen. And, you know, um, there is so much data out there uh, to analyze. And while artificial intelligence has made understanding the data easier, which by the way, provides 
a huge opportunity to, to actually drill down to a very precise level to really get to personalization, that word that's probably overused and mm -hmm. least understood. We're finally able to get there if, if, if you got the people who understand how to do it. So it is no longer kind of, you know, mass segmentation, but really today it's possible to get down to individual segmentation, right? Absolutely. And I, and I, and I, and I do not think many retailers, our brands are really there yet. No, and let me just jump in here. So one of my big retail trends this year is called social media sentiment monitoring, yeah. which is the process of collecting and analyzing information on how people are talking about a retailer or a brand on social media. So with retailers, if they're actively being engaged on social media, they can understand data about their customers' sentiment, preferences, attitudes about their company, about their competitors. You know, retailers can then create this large follower base, and they can use the data and sentiment monitoring to really better understand the consumer mindset, maybe more accurately forecast trends, shopping behaviors, product preferences. So monitoring, you know, social media and expanding social commerce opportunities can really actually create high value loyalty with a fan base. So I guess the way I would kind of summarize it is to say that social media sentiment monitoring is understanding consumer behavior before the shopper journey begins. It's really yep. getting into the head of the consumer. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if I, um, I, I totally agree. And you know, we, uh, another area we're focused on with the program, we're calling it customer focused retailing, which sounds fairly obvious. You know, we've heard a lot over the years about customer centricity, a bit like omnichannel, yeah. but, but, but truly now coming out of this last uh, yeah, three years where everything seems to have changed. You know, so many people saying we as consumers, we have all changed. Then you kind of say, well, have we changed? But you know, mm -hmm. Human behavior doesn't really change, but but yeah, we can clearly see how we want to shop and uh, how we're engaged. But but Shelley, you're right. I think if I look at some high growth startup retailers, almost you know where they begin is social media. Where they begin is building communities. We've seen that here in the UK. One of the standout growth brands is Gymshark, which is oh yes, uh, um, mm. you know really affordable pricing, sort of gym wear and. Uh, um, um, at um, but it's it began in a literally as best ideas do out of a out of a, a, a garage and used social media to build communities. But Lululemon's another great example of that. But oh yeah, but but, um, but yeah, for me it's that art and science, isn't it? I think yeah. science yep. is critical here. We've got the technology, we've got data analytics, and you know so. You know that's a huge area that is talked about so much quite rightly because as robin says that the trick is to use harness that to be able to drill down to talk to us each as individuals and make us feel like that brand that retailer understands us is looking after us is sending us information we want um and is serving our our needs but also we we like to all feel we belong to groups or communities and the more retailers can can do that, um, I think that's going to be the trick. But I think we shouldn't overlook the art as well. I think for me, you know, it's you know, the, the idea of the merchant print seems to be uh, sort of less talked about uh, these days. But 
for me, the, the art of real retailing is that, that magic where you've got people in stores yep. who just interact with customers. They know the product, know their customers. And, you know, how, you could, how can you build on that in a, in a digital world? And I think that's going to be the, the magic uh, prize. And I think it would be a shame if retail loses that magic. And I'm, that's certainly not from what I see and hear and still talk to some of the best retailers. It's that, that instinct of um, knowing and um, wanting to serve their customers. But, you know, now increasingly there's really sophisticated tools that help with that. And I think in, in the world that we're in and will emerge rapidly, you know, I think having that blend of uh, art and science to to really put the consumer first, uh, the heart of everything that, that they do. Um, that's, again, another reason why I think we're at a really exciting uh, 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 phase and stage in, in retailing. Ian, all, all, all of those points are just fantastic. And I love the way you, um, the, you finished up there with, with the art and science of retail. And, and of course, Shelley pointed that out and, and how, you know, that's the other piece that we, we have to go after is social media and we can really get into the emotional aspects of it and the art of it eventually, ultimately. And um, so th th this WRC is gonna be fantastic. And Ian, we're so glad that you joined us uh, to, to go through this. And you gave us a, might be a very clear picture of just how significant and really information packed uh, this World Retail Congress is going to be. And, uh, you know, Shelly and I looked at what you've got on the agenda there and it's, it's, it's fantastic. So thanks again very much. We're honored to have you. And um, to, to close, please tell our audience how you know, they can register to attend. And uh, I'll just close it by saying, hey, Barcelona in the spring is not such a bad place to be either, right? <laughs> no, it would be uh, fabulous come uh, end of April. But um, no, thanks, Robin, and thanks, Shelley. And, and all people need to do is go onto our website, worldretailcongress.com. You can find out all the information about the program, the speakers, and uh, how you can book and as um, the Robin Report are our key media partners uh, there's a special discount for subscribers to the Robin uh, Robin Report so um, please do check that out as well but um, looking forward to welcoming you Robin to to Barcelona um, it should be great and Love uh, it. Uh, to participate in the in the program but uh, I hope as many listeners as possible will, will join us because it's going to be yeah I think it's a key time in retail and I think uh, there's going to be some great really informative discussion so uh, uh thank you for this uh, opportunity and uh, really enjoyed this discussion thank you both thank you so much ian it's great having you here and like i said congrats on an amazing lineup this year um for our listeners you can find more of our podcasts on apple spotify buzzsprout and of course the robinreport.com look for us on youtube where we broadcast our podcast as well and please follow us on social media link in with us for the latest thoughts about the industry. And a last big thank you for joining us today. Um, and get get over to Barcelona. This, this, you know, I've been fortunate to attend several of the last World Retail Congresses, and I, and I never walk away without having learned an incredible amount of good stuff. And you'll see real leaders from around the world uh, advising and talking about 
this transformation that we're going through. Um, and the last thing, which I always do, is uh, if any of you have an idea or a topic that you're thinking about and would love Shelly and I to do or cover, uh, please send me an email. It, 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 it's Robin, R-O-B-I-N, at therobinreport.com. And thanks again very much for joining us.